The following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Welcome to Corn on the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kayla Reed. And we love theme parks. Terrible things happen at theme parks a lot, but we choose to ignore them and have fun at them anyways. When I was looking this up, I was real tempted to do like horrific theme park deaths. And then I read them and they were really terrifying and like awful. So I decided that I didn't want to scare people away from theme parks. And I also don't want to scare myself away from theme parks. And I decided to go in a different direction. I have a couple, but not a lot. Like my main thing isn't Well, my main thing does involve deaths at theme parks, but it's like a very specific situation that wouldn't deter you from a normal theme park. Okay. Um, But anyways, I decided to look in. So last episode, at the tail end, we talked about those people, that kid who got his head kicked kicked off. off. Yeah, so I I found out we have multiple incidents confused with each other, actually. What? Yeah. Okay. So the kid, I found the news articles because I was like, I'm pretty sure this happened in Atlanta, and you betcha it was. There has been three different accidents in in the Batman ride at Six Flags. I think it was three. It might just be two. Uh, Let me just pull it up. This is NBC News. All right. So what happened was no writers were injured when the kid got his head cut off. It was. I thought her leg got injured. No, so... her leg got injured kicking someone else. What? Yeah. That's a different incident. A teenager was decapitated by the Batman ride after he hopped a pair of fences. Like, he didn't just hop one fence. He had to hop multiple fences to get in there. And Your he, hat is not that important. And his friend was with him. His friend jumped the fences with him and just didn't get hit. The article says Six Flags officials are uncertain why the unidentified 17-year-old from Columbia, South Carolina, scaled a two, two six-foot fences and passed signs that said the restricted area was off-limits and dangerous to visitors. But his friend came out and said it was to get a hat. <sighs> I'm sorry, but... Your hat's not that important. You kind of earned it, you know? Yeah. The police said the ride was going full speed when he was struck, um, and the ride's top speed is 50 miles per hour. No one riding the roller coaster was injured, actually. It, the roller coaster itself, I think it was like a test run. So, like, oh. no one was on it, and just the ride hit him. So, I think because no one was on it, he thought it, like, wasn't running when he topped the fence. Is my best guess. Yep. It's basically just natural selection at that point. So like, that was, what year was that? That was in 2008. So that's not the first time someone got killed by the Batman roller coaster, it turns out. So in 2002, this one's just, this one's really sad, but this guy's head wasn't decapitated, luckily. So in 2002, a 58-year-old groundskeeper was killed after he wandered in a restricted area under the Batman roller coaster and his head was struck by a dangling leg of one of the passengers. And her leg was, like, broken in multiple places. He knows better! I know! He's a, he's a literal groundskeeper. Like, I don't know what happened. He was on something. <laughs> he That or he, I don't know, maybe he had early onset something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's just weird like he's a groundskeeper like for the park so I don't know what the hell that was about but yeah that's that's the one who got hit and he wasn't decapitated but he died uh so (laughs) yeah anyways how about you don't jump the fence on the Batman ride yeah how about like just stay in your fucking area don't go places where you don't belong it's you know it's dangerous machinery so remember the superman ride i brought up that i was like horrified by and like every time i get on the superman ride i think about it and it scares the shit out of me so that Uh that actually happened in kentucky oh and that was in 2007 which if i remember correctly was when those rides were built Because I remember in high school being really excited about it. And my brother and I were like, fuck yeah. And we were like, we got to go to Six Flags. And like, 
rode, we, ro- <laughs> we rode the shit out of that ride when it opened up. Anyways, what happened was a teenage girl's legs were severed when Cable snapped on. So what happened was her right foot, like both of her feet were cut off. They were able to reattach her right foot, but she had to get her left leg amputated. Wow. And so her family sued, obviously. But so what happened to cause that? So one of the cables snapped on the ride. Uh-huh. And those are big, hefty cables. And, at, you know, like, think about the tension of that ride of the cable. For it to snap would be so fast. Yeah. Because it's supposed to hold all that machinery up. But yeah, it snapped. It only it only hurt her, but it still sucked. Like, she lived, but it still is, like, traumatizing as shit. Yeah, um, I don't think she would go to many theme parks after that. Yeah, well, what scared me, like, after hearing that when I would get on the ride is that, I mean, you've been on the Superman ride. Like, they, yeah. s- they strap your feet in. Like, you can't move your feet. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a lot of pressure on your chest, to begin with, like it's yeah. already kind of an anxiety-inducing roller coaster. I know there was one um, when we went to Cedar Point in Ohio. Yeah. Um, there was one, I forget what it was called. It was like Nighthawk or something like that, but we got on it. It like hugs you in real tight to like make you feel secure or to like keep you secure or whatever. But the entire time I was just like, get me the fuck out of here because it was just claustrophobia. So yeah. I can't imagine being in danger in that situation. I would have just passed out, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that had me going down a mini rabbit hole of horrifying deaths at theme parks. Oh, I forgot. I was originally going to call the episode traumatizing theme parks. <laughs> Not treacherous, but treacherous is still a good word. Okay. So, oh, my lists. Oh, yeah, I was going to thank new patrons and subscribers, but I didn't write those names down. So we'll do that at the end. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. So two other little mini things that I was like, this is fucking awful. So this one is like a fucking nightmare. At least when you're beheaded, you're immediately dead. But this ride in Australia that killed four people, oh, So four people were killed when a raft... So you know those rides where you're in a raft? Yeah. Kind of like, was it like Popeye's ride at Universal? Right. Okay, where it's like little rapids and stuff. So one of the rafts flipped over at the Dreamworld Amusement Park in Australia's Gold Coast and four people drowned, strapped inside. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they... Also, there's so many gears down there. Like, holy shit. Oh, I know. And the park management permanently closed the ride after the accident. I would hope so. I thought that they were attached to the bottom. I've never even heard of one flipping over, which tells me it wasn't attached. So I don't know. And another one that happened in Kansas was just, uh, 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 when I looked into it. So I'm already not one of those people who wants to go on the world's tallest roller coaster, the world's tallest water slide. Like. (laughs) not this ride girl you don't want to get on this one because the little boy was almost decapitated on it how he got decapitated is kind of beyond me apparently he flew off of the water slide uh but the two women in the same raft behind him suffered minor facial injuries i think what happened was so they're going straight down i think it somehow bumped up because there's like a cage over them and i think it hit their heads Wow. And it's a 17-story freefall ride. Like, hell fucking no. And the amusement park safety expert uh, described it as nothing more than a roller coaster with water. Decapitated a 10-year-old little boy and injured two women. (sighs) Yeah. Apparently, the ride's called the Verrucht, which is German for insane. Those were horrific. (laughs) Um, Did you read about any of those? Yeah, I, um, so there's, (laughs) apparently there's a thing about this ride called the Big Dipper. There's been, like, three different accidents at three different parks involving a ride called the Big Dipper. It's never the same ride. It's just they all have the same name. So if you ever see a ride that's called the Big Dipper, probably avoid that. But it was, like, one was a roller coaster, and it derailed. And so, like, one of the cars flipped and a girl got crushed oh, by the roller coaster. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Wait, was that on the Mindbender 
at another Six Flags? Because I read about no, that. No, it, it was Big Dipper. Like Big, Big Dipper. Dipper okay. There's three different Big Dipper ab- accidents, um, but oh they were God. all different. Like one of the Big Dippers was one of those swinging things, mm-hmm. and that came detached. And when it came detached, it was at like the peak of <gasps> one of the turns. And so five children died. Oh my when God. it fell down. Yeah. I read, about, I read about a cart coming completely off, like it flew off of the mind bender. Four people were in it, three people died, and one person was like just heavily injured. And that made me terrified because I've been on the mind bender. I mean, here in Atlanta, it's a different mind bender, but still, the mind bender always kind of freaked me out because you're not very secure. It's literally just a bar in your lap, but it goes upside down. It does like three like free fall loop de loops. And you're not, like, buckled in, buckled in. It's just a bar. And um, it just always kind of freaked me out because I always, like, accidentally stand up a little at that part. All I know is that if I ever went on that roller coaster with, like, a small child, I would, like, probably latch on to them so terrified they'd just, like, slip out. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I almost died on a roller coaster? No. I just know about so, the crazy car accident. <laughs> and yeah, the time no, you almost well, drowned. That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't be dead. <laughs> But um, no, I went to Wild Adventures in Valdosta and um, they had this ride there called the Boomerang. Um, It like pulls you completely backwards and then lets you go and you go upside down two times. And then at the end of it, you shoot backwards and you do the same thing. So you only go upside down twice. But as we were dropping the first time, when you're about to make the first upside down motion, I realized my um uh the straps are like holding you down you know the ones that like come down around Mm -hmm. you yeah it's like there's no belt it's just the one that comes down around your shoulders yeah and you you, like sit down with that little thing between your legs yeah yeah so well but that thing wasn't there it was literally just something that came (gasps) between your shoulders there was nothing between my legs and I was the only one on that cart I was riding it by myself I realized it didn't lock when I got on I literally was going upside down, like I had my opposite arm on the opposite shoulder, just like clinging it to my body. I felt it coming up and I would just like pull it down for dear life. And then when I got through the first two, I was like, okay, I'm all right. And then I realized we were about to do it backwards. I clinged so hard. My arms were so sore for like the next week because I had just kept it pressed to my chest the entire time. It was so scary. Oh my. It was horrifying. I mean, luckily, it was only like four times total that you go upside down. So I was able to take care of it for the most part. But I never got on that ride ever again. I've never had anything like that happen to me where I felt like I was about to fall out of a ride. Um, I know that I don't go on the Goliath at Six Flags over Georgia because I black out at the top of the first fall every time. My vision just turns completely black no matter what. Like, I've tried breathing differently. I've tried, like, different stuff. And, like, something about that that first hill makes me black out, and it scares the shit out of me. I don't like it. So <laughs> I avoid the Goliath because of that, which sucks because I actually, before that, really liked that roller coaster. But I know a few people who... It's like those certain heights they can't do anymore. Like the rock and roller coaster that you blacked out on. I blacked I out on the rock and roller coaster? Yeah, yeah. When we went to Halloween Horror Nights. I remember you saying you didn't want to ride that drunk anymore because it oh, blacked out. Yeah, that was because I was drunk. I'm talking about yeah. like Goliath completely sober. It makes me mm-hmm. like lose my vision, which is just a scary feeling. And everything just turns like little dots and then just slowly gets darker and narrows and becomes black. And then it comes back. It's Yeah, that happens to me on the Hulk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. It's just like one of those things, <sighs> I guess. Oh, man, I miss amusement parks so much. I want to go on a roller coaster so bad. I didn't even think about the amusement park business right now. Yeah, it's struggling. I think Disney opened recently. Really? I heard past pandemics, the second wave always hits the hardest and always kills the most people. They're like, I'm sick of it. Like, I want to go out and whatnot. Everyone in my area, because of our idiotic governor, is just out and about. Families everywhere. Like, the parks are full. Like, everything is no big deal. And I'm, and I'm more and more people closer and closer to me are getting COVID. Yeah. Like, my mom now knows more people who have it. And what's interesting is the majority of the people I hear who have it are those people who are higher, who are high risk. The older generation. Yeah, I'm just like y'all. 
I mean, my mom, when I talked to her when it was happening, she's like, I'm going to get it no matter what. So I don't fucking care. That's and I was not, like, you can't uh, act like that. You God, know? God, it's so I mean, we, when we went on our bike ride. They have like, it's not the belt line really, but in Charlotte, they have something that's kind of close to an equivalent. And we were driving past it. We were at a stoplight and it was just crowds of people passing each other, no masks on, nothing. And it gave me so much anxiety. It was just crazy. It's, yeah. it's insane how many people are not taking it serious. They're just like, it's been too long. We need to get out of the house. Yeah. Like, I, I want to get out of the house. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm not stupid. Same. So. Same, same. But, Ugh, but I just want to go outside so bad. And I wish I could go to the trail in the park that's literally walking distance from me. But it's covered in people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to fucking go. Even if I go in my own parking lot, like, there's people outside. Yeah. It's the worst. It's just people can't handle it, especially not in America when everybody's so privileged. Oh, God, yeah. Right. On the plus side, I rescued a cat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it was I with f- Crystal, right? Yeah, it was my neighbor's cat that I <laughs> rescued. Um, They had been keeping them out on their porch 24-7, and guess what? My neighbor has COVID. Wow. They're a nurse, and they work in a hospital, and they literally live right above me. The cat had always been kept outside all the time. Wait, is that that the chick with the pit bull? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 different neighbor. This cat is always on the porch 24-7, and apparently the reason why is because the only person who takes care of it is the nurse who's never home because she's working 24-7 because we're in a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what happened was, like, the last month, she got it from work and had to quarantine herself in her apartment, and they told her to isolate all of her pets. So she had to leave the cat away from her for two weeks outside. Which is when I started really noticing the cat being like, why is this cat always outside? Uh, Well, the cat finally got so sick of the situation, he jumped three stories. He jumped jumped three stories off the balcony. I found him at three in the morning. I heard yowling coming from underneath a car. And so I was like, that cat sounds like it's in pain or something. Like, I need to go see what's going on. Like, it doesn't sound like a cat in heat. It doesn't, you know, like, it sounds like a cat that needs help. Not realizing it was the same patio cat. I go down. He has his head. He got under a car to get warm, and he got his head stuck between, like, two metal tube thingies under the car. And he's just kind of, like, awkwardly propped up on his hind legs with his head stuck. And he just let me get his head out and just let me carry him and take him home, giving him attention and feeding him and everything. And he didn't meow once on our porch, which really surprised me. But he was only on our porch for two days because we just didn't want to expose our cats to whatever he might have. Then Crystal adopted him and apparently it all worked out for the better. And I'm so happy it all worked out. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. The neighbors realized I took their cat and then they came to me and she was like, yeah, I'm a nurse. I had COVID. I don't have it anymore. So I'm able to go back to work. But like, I get that the cat's neglected a lot because I'm not home and my sons won't take care of him because they don't want to deal with him. So she's like, if he's happier with you, I'd rather he stay with you. So she let me keep the cat. It worked out at least. Yeah. I was like, thank God. I was going to be so upset if she like demanded to give the cat back because I was like, if I give you this cat back, like, I don't want to see this cat on the porch. Because he was always crying. He was always, always crying, crying, always yowling. They weren't feeding him, it turns out. Uh, two wow, other two that? other neighbors approached me, and they were like, we heard you took the cat. And I was like, yeah, I did. And they were like, we've been feeding him. We've been throwing food onto the porch for him to eat because every time we look, there's no food out there for him. Wow. So apparently two of my other neighbors have been feeding this cat for like a year now. Well, fuck, man. But anyways, enough about cats. Let's talk about theme parks. <laughs> right. Um. So I don't have anything super long for you. I just, um, like I said, I was going to do like really bad accidents. And then I started reading through them and I found them like kind of depressing. Yeah. So I decided um, I was just going to cover abandoned amusement parks. Are they and haunted, abandoned, or just abandoned? 
a mixture, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Do you want me to work my way up from like least crazy to most crazy? Yes. Okay, let me do it that way then. So I know we said we weren't going to really talk about Disney, but I had to mention this one. It's okay. It's not completely, it doesn't, I don't think it completely counts. And here's why. So it's Disney's River Country in Bay Lake, Florida. It was debuted in 1976 with this uh, slogan, an exciting new country now awaits inside Walt Disney's, Walt Disney World's Fort Wilderness, which if you don't know, is a resort now in Orlando. But apparently they completely did away with it. Um, It was supposed to be a water park, but after 25 years of just sitting there, like kind of just being built, it closed down. Um, It's been abandoned for more than 16 years. Wait, it was never Uh, opened? No. So the slides are still in place. The pools are full of water and there's safety signs um, everywhere. But it's just like a ghost town of an amusement park. Yeah, it was forced to close officially on uh, November 2001 following the September 11th tax. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was already just in construction and just never came to fruition. So it just went down the tubes and it's still there. There's just slides sitting there never being used. And it's crazy. Pool's still full of water. I didn't say like Disney's not allowed. Like you're obviously allowed to talk about Disney theme parks. The reason why I said I wasn't going to tell my Disney stories is because they didn't involve theme parks, not really. Like, they kind of did. One thing, I, I'm i sure you've heard of this because you fucking grew up in Florida, but the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, about how mm-hmm. it has real skeletons. Yep. The urban legend behind that was uh, when they first opened the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, they just weren't thrilled with the quality of the fake skeletons originally. So Mm -hmm. they contacted the anatomy department of UCLA and replaced a few of the skeletons with real ones. And so years later, they were replaced with fake ones again. And supposedly all the real skeletons were returned and buried in their homelands. I don't know about that last part. I'm sure they fucking discarded them or gave them back to UCLA or something. They're just Um, like, we don't want this bad press. (laughs) Right. But the sketchier part is the claim that several human skulls or skeletal parts still remain in the ride, that they weren't all replaced. And the rumor is that there's three of them and some cast members claim that it's true um, and that it's hard to pinpoint like where they are. People think it might be the two schools visible after the second waterfall and the skeleton under the beam in the burning jailhouse. And there's no real telling if recent renovations of the ride ever switched the schools back out, but a lot are convinced that it's true. I think people just want to believe it because it makes it spookier kind of a thing. And then another And I'm sure Disney is just like, we're not going to say because... Yeah. Gives them press either way. And then another thing is that they have an issue, which I, I'm sure you also already know this. They have an issue of people spreading ashes in the Haunted Mansion ride. Yeah. But it's to well, the There's point- a lot surrounding the Haunted Mansion ride, apparently. I just didn't want to touch on it too much, but there's I found like full articles about really? it. Really? I didn't know that. I just found the ashes thing. And apparently this is such an issue that they catch at least one person a month trying to sneak ashes into the theme park. And that, and whenever they catch on that someone threw their ashes in a ride, they literally shut down the ride, and they have a specific vacuum they use to clean up the remains. So it's like it's like really stupid. First of all, who the fuck would want their remains inside of a dingy, gross theme park ride? Ew. Number one. Number two. Like then it's gonna be they're just vacuuming up the remains to be thrown away like you might as well have just thrown them into the ocean like stop yeah. throw them into the ocean like a normal person or just keep them on your shelf i don't know spam here who used to work at a really haunted theme park in kentucky which apparently has another ride that got a different girl's feet amputated jesus i know um and that one was like a free fall i think acrophobia type ride anyways a, another woman got out of a roller coaster ride like kind of like how yours was where it like goes down or she said he said she got out of the harness and like killed herself on purpose like she jumped off of a roller coaster like what? that is the worst way to go that's Why an insane you- way to kill yourself like that's just insane 
But, okay, I know this is completely off topic, but I do have to mention it just because we've gotten onto this. Yeah. Did you ever see the horrible video of the guy who broke up with his girlfriend on a roller coaster? No. What? And he decided... Yeah, That's no, not he took off her topic. To the- that is on topic. This is on he, brand. Yeah, he took her to an amusement park, brought her on this roller coaster, and then broke up with her while they were riding it. Like she was having a great time and he was having a horrible time. And he was just like, I want to end this. I'm so done with this. Like it was one of those things where it was like you buy the video afterwards. He broke up it's with her. Oh, there. He broke up with her. It was so fucked up. It was I bet, super fucked up. I bet he did it for internet clout of some kind. Yeah. Uh, Anybody who puts their relationship up for our display for, like, attention on social media just upsets me. It's so weird. Hey, hey, how's it going? Just Katie here and your favorite squeaky chair that... You know, I just love to edit out that sound all the time. Definitely need to invest in WD-40. That's fine. Cool. Whatever. So, here's the ad spots. The ad spots are here. My Nerd Life. MyNerdLife.com. My Nerd Life. Honestly, isn't that how we all describe our lives? Your own and nerdy? Don't you want to wear clothing that represent the fact that your life is nerdy? I think you do too. I know I want to. I know I definitely love sporting all of my D&D rep stuff. Whatever you want. It's cute. It's cool. It's comfy. Good quality. Actually, very impressive quality. Like, I was hella impressed the first time I received any of their products and was like, holy cow, these people aren't messing around. So if you would love to go to MyNerdLife.com and get your own merch from them, you can use the code TIGERWIZARD. For 20% off, like the whole order, not just like 20% off one item, but 20% off the entire order. Also, if you love Dungeons and Dragons, well, you can totally check out uh, our live Dungeons and Dragons game, D4, every Sunday at 7 p.m. at Rock Punch ATL's Twitch channel or on the Dungeons and Dragons official channel. We are on all of them. Yours truly <laughs> is on there. And of course, Check out Rock Punch ATL and all of their fun, goofy videos, web series, streams. I've done a couple, done a couple stuff with them recently. They have this podcast I really like called uh, Punchable, where we just talk about pop culture stuff, gaming, movies, music, weird crap in the media. You name it, it's gonna be talked about. So yeah, MyLordLife.com, Rock Punch ATL, and of course D Four. Spam, uh, Spam did just say in chat, uh, Spam Man said that uh, there was another ride uh, called Son of Beast that injured 36 people, and Jesus. it was a steel roller coaster with a wood frame, and apparently the little cabs, which I assume cabs means little carts, are too heavy for the ride, like they're two times heavier than what it was actually designed to handle. Yikes, apparently it's just malfunctioned a lot and injured a lot of people. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, you continue. It's it's crazy how many theme parks have just bad history. Yeah. But there's so number four on the list is Spree Park in Berlin, Germany. Um, there's nothing too crazy haunted about it, but now it's just completely covered by nature. It's just like one of those scenarios. And if humans were around, what would happen? So there's just trees and bushes that have overgrown overgrown the rides. And there's still just like Ferris wheels and stuff. They're just covered in vines. But apparently what brought it down was just bad luck, mismanagement, misunderstandings. The people who owned it actually were drug smugglers. <laughs> and I guess they were using it as a cover up. Um, it was Norbert White. Oh, um, they're doing like like the car wash in Breaking Bad, where yeah. it was like money laundering. They were trying. It was an amusement park. Yeah, and they were using it to smuggle cocaine into Germany. That's actually not a bad idea if they weren't terrible managers, because theme parks do make a lot of money. But well, apparently, what brought them down is he was um having he had multiple heart attacks, and so they were able to cover all of these medical bills in a creepy or in a underhanded like a kind of way in a cash only way with no insurance yeah, yeah. and that's what brought him down ultimately um but yeah this that, that was just one of the amusement parks that was used as a cover-up 
hide right. it in the, hide it in the walls like <laughs> yeah what do you do with it uh, uh, well i guess it wasn't one of the smarter ideas uh so number three is joyland amusement park in wichita kansas which i just immediately associate wichita with zombie land i don't know oh, about yeah. you so joyland amusement park was once one of the largest theme parks in central kansas which i mean that doesn't seem too far-fetched um but it had a wooden roller coaster, wooden roller coaster, and twenty four other rides. But apparently, that was their only roller coaster. Oh. I guess it's strange by today's stand- yeah. standards. Yeah, I mean, this was like in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, I've been to really old theme parks that had like one roller coaster. It's yeah. more of a carnival. Um, so it ran for fifty five years. Um, but the park had its share of safety concerns that were just never fully addressed. A boy fell over or fell off of a roller coaster and died in the 1970s. Also, an employee was stabbed to death in the parking lot in the 80s. And a 13-year-old suffered serious injuries after falling 30 feet from the Ferris wheel. Um, uh-huh. so, <laughs> so due to like those... Um, legal concerns and safety concerns they were forced to shut down yeah um it was continuously vandalized and it started being demolished in 2015 however some of the rides still exist and it went out to auction in 2018 and ended up being an outdoor recreational center so now you can still go there and they still have like the joyland sign there it's just there for recreational activities instead of like an amusement park i mean uh, it kind of survived kind of a little bit in its own way in its own um, way number two is gulliver's kingdom in japan <gasps> that one's so creepy i saw pictures of that yeah there is a oh. giant like huge fucking 45 meter long statue of a character Lemuel Gulliver is apparently based off of the whole theme park is based off of this book called Gulliver's Travels. You haven't heard of um, Gulliver's Travels? I about the little. It men. sounds familiar. It's like the little men who tie him down. He's like a giant to them. I've never read it myself, but there's a statue, a literally 45 meter statue of him that's supposed to just like symbolize him being tied down by all the little people. And we're the little people. I'm sure was the yeah. I- was the idea. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's um, a terrible theme for a theme park. It's already kind of um, grim to begin with, but what's crazy also um, is where they decided to put the location of this theme park. So the park was situated next to Mount Fuji, which is near uh, Akihabara. Akihab- not, not Akihabara. It's the suicide forest of Japan. Oh, Aki. Oh, shit. Yeah, Aokigahara. I think I'm saying that right, but I could be completely wrong. Is it G-A-H-A? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was next to Japan's most famous suicide forest. That's a horrible um, it- location for a theme park! Yeah. Also, it was next to, um, like, on the other side, uh, the former headquarters of a religious cult <laughs> called Aum Shinrikyo. Shinrikyo? I'm probably murdering that name. Yeah, but there was their their leader was Azahara. Um, his mission was to take upon himself the sins of the world, and he claimed he could transfer spiritual power to his followers and ultimately take away their sins and bad deeds. So, um, so Jesus. Yeah, he thought he, he was just, Jesus. Yeah, and he made a cult. Okay. Um, and then he used that cult to carry out a deadly subway attack in 1995. Um, they were also found to be responsible for another uh, smaller attack the previous year. So I was trying to f- find more information on it. All I could find is that it has to do with nerve gas. Um, oh, my it definitely God. definitely killed people. Yeah, it definitely killed people, these attacks did. Jesus, when I think of, uh, I think it was Japan... The, like subway deaths um there was like this weird suicide pact i think where like a bunch of kids like jumped in front of a train yeah yeah i remember that movie that was based off of a true story yeah i thought that was i mean maybe i'm just thinking of a movie <laughs> it was like called the it wasn't the suicide squad this is silly the suicide, uh, the suicide squad jump in front of no. the train <laughs> 
It was Suicide Something. I can't remember what it was called. That's but so I know sad. exactly what you're talking about because I watched it. I thought it was supposed to be a horror movie, but it was really more just like sad. Upsetting. Yeah. yeah. I watched the beginning of that and then I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, it wasn't entertaining. Oh, in Suicide Club. Form. That's what it was. Suicide Club. That is exactly what it was. God, um, yeah, I watched God. that. It wasn't good. Don't recommend it. No. Zero out of ten. No, don't recommend. Um, I forgot to come up with a uh, theme park recommendation movie for this episode. Oh, I have one. But there's I so many. together. Oh, the Hot Horror Nights one? Yeah, yeah. That was like exactly like Halloween Horror Nights. What was it called? Fuck. It's like Fest something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something Fest. Like Horror Fest? No, no, no. Uh... Not Fright Fest. Hellfest. Hellfest. Yes. Hellfest. Yes. And they and they did their ideas for what oh my god, their ideas were so good for a theme. They were so fucking good. They were so good. I really hope that some like somebody who works at a theme park saw that movie and was like, Yeah, that's exactly what we should do. Because there were so many ideas on there that I was like like, I would fucking love to do this. Like a scare zone. Like a scare zone where you sign a waiver for them to be able to touch you. Oh my yeah. god. Like that's nuts. That was actually like um conceived for Universal Studios. But they I guess they got shut down, like people didn't like it or something. Anyway, this place was next to the Suicide Forest and it was also next to this cult's headquarters. And has a horrible theme. It's a great idea overall. Also, the cult headquarters had a nerve gas production facility, obviously, um, that caused the air to smell of chemicals the whole time. So eventually it was demolished in 2007, just like leaving remnants of it. And um, that huge body that you see lying there, just looking dead, is no longer there. But I will send you Aww. pictures just so you can see what it looks like. I'm sad it's no longer there. I saw that he had a face tattoo from graffiti. Yeah, there's a lot of graffiti on it now. So this last one, the number one, is kind of like my number one favorite and the whole reason why I wanted to do this list. Um, okay. Because it's fucking – it's just – this is just – it just reeks with murder, violence, and hauntings. Okay. Which is – just everything I'm about, I guess, on this podcast. Um, but it's the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. No, that's what I'm Virginia. doing. That's my story. Huh? That's my story. It's Lake Shawnee no. Amusement Park in West Lake Virginia. Shawnee Amusement Park? It's, yep, Fuck. in West Virginia. I have, like, a whole thing written on it. Fuck, man. Should I skip it? I don't – I guess. I mean, I'm already going to know it. <laughs> yeah, it's just – fucking wild the whole story behind it i, I should it have I told like, you i should have told you the name of it yeah but i uh, yeah. i watched a bunch of videos with the uh current owners and the historian of the town of the county there is so much shit with that place yeah but yeah with the with the native american massacre yep. and all that yeah yep yep, yep. There's a lot of background on this place, but that's the number one. I guess I'll leave it to you to talk about it more. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. We'll just have this big build up to it. I, I texted you West Virginia, but I guess I should have put the name of the theme park. I didn't see that. I just saw that you – I I don't even remember that. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Because that's all I have to talk about. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Well, good. Then here's the number one on the list. Here's number one. I got you already. We knew this would happen one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you have anything extra that I don't have, you know, obviously feel free to. Yeah, no, I think we talked about it before. Chime in. Uh, Mercer County uh, was home to a Native American tribe until 1783, when a European family's attempt to settle the land sparked a weird, violent turf war. Um, the patriarch of the family was a farmer named Mitchell Clay, according to the Wyoming County Report and the local, uh, county historian. While he was out hunting, a band of Native Americans reportedly killed his youngest son, Bartley, and then his daughter, Tabitha, was knifed to death in the struggle, and then his eldest son, Ezekiel, was kidnapped and burned at the stake, which, holy shit. But Mitchell Clay enlisted the help of other white settlers to seek vengeance for his family. 
And after burying his children, they as a group murdered like a crap ton of Native Americans. So centuries later in the 1920s, a businessman named Conley T. Snido purchased the site of the clay farm and developed it into an amusement park. He built a swing set, Ferris wheel, dance hall, opened up the pond for swimming, which I found out the pond actually used to be just mud at the bottom until they, like, covered it with concrete. Uh, and part of why they covered it with concrete is because um, the, the little girl who grew up to become the local town historian said she was in the water with her dad when all of a sudden something grabbed her ankle and pulled her underwater into a hole in the mud like she felt something wrap around her ankle she was just stuck like way deep down in there underwater pulled by something just trapped inside this mud hole and her dad had to dive down and like search for her and pull her out and find her and she almost drowned and then like a couple like a year or so after that they ended up sealing the bottom with concrete. People, you know, still believe the land to be haunted by the Native Americans because of this massacre. And six people died at the park, but most famously two children died, one of which was a boy who drowned in that swimming pond after it was concrete because he got his arm stuck in a drain. And they didn't find him. Like he went missing that day and they didn't find his body until like late that night. Yeah. And then a little girl in a pink ruffled dress uh, was on one of the swings, and uh, she was killed after a truck backed into the path of the swing and, like, ran her over. Like, how do you not notice that, you know? Yeah, like, what the actual shit? So the park closed in 1966, but was then purchased by Gaylord White in 1985. So the park's next owner, Gaylord White, claimed the lands were haunted and that he and his son and his wife have witnessed a crap ton of activity. Um, Both Gaylord and his son said that they've even seen the little girl in the pink dress covered in blood. And the son said, uh, she looked at me, and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move. And that was when they were interviewed by the Travel Channel. Uh, Gaylord says he's seen the little girl both sitting on his tractor and on the swing when she that she died on. Have you heard about the tractor story? Uh, no, I haven't heard the tractor story. So Gaylord says that he has seen the little girl on his tractor a lot before. And one day while he was driving his tractor, he turned around and saw the little girl just sitting right there behind him. And he got so scared that he jumped off the tractor and said to the ghost, Honey, if you like that tractor so much, you can have it. And tossed the keys to the ghost and ran inside the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he and his wife, Jewel, never found the keys. Wow. They well, never. heard now. They said. Uh, they said that keys go missing. So people can come. It's like a park, basically. People can come and hang out at this place. And they lose their keys all the time. But, like, they always find their keys, but they never found the tractor keys. And that apparently psychics and mediums who come by who try to contact the little girl say that her favorite toy is a pair of keys. That's Um, crazy. Yeah. And so here's the craziest part, though. Did you get to the part what happened with the sons in the 90s? No. Go ahead. Okay. This part is when I was like, wait, what? So in the 90s, which is when the white sons were a bit older, they wanted to have a mud bog for cars to drive through, question mark, question mark. I guess that's like a... It's a redneck thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I guess it's a redneck thing, but they decided to have a mud bog and thought it would be fun. When they built this mud pit, that's when uh, they discovered skeletons in the ground. Yikes. Yeah, they uh, just started finding shit, and so they called in some local, like, archaeologist professors, I think, from, like, a school nearby, and they found a crap ton of artifacts, graves, skeleton remains, and one perfect skeleton. It was completely undisturbed, and there were some, some of the graves were just, like, dirt, and some of them had, like, uh, stone over it, like, it was securing the grave, which they believe that those graves belong to the children of um, the Native American chief. So they learned through their discoveries digging that before it was a burial ground, it was actually a trading post because many of the artifacts they found um, would have been from all over the country hundreds of years ago. 
So apparently this land was trading posts turned burial ground. Um, and to this day, the land actually hasn't been fully excavated. So there could Why be... Not? I don't know. The owner said that just no one came by to ever ask to look at it and they don't want to mess with the lands because they believe like disturbing all these graves and stuff will haunt them more. So anyways... uh. Yeah, paranormal investigators now frequent the site all the time. Um, so before they had it as private property, they didn't really let anyone on it unless, like, you talked to them personally or were friends or whatever. Like, it wasn't public property. It was private property. But in 2015, 17, around that time, they've started opening it for six days out of the year to do ghost tours and ghost hunting from October 25th to October 31st. So we can go there during Halloween. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, and so uh, Gaylord passed away in 2010, but his wife, Jewel, still lives there. And in an interview, she actually said that she is personally haunted by a Native American man, or what she calls a Native... She calls him an Indian brave, because these people call Native Americans Indians, but that's a topic for another time. They also have, apparently, mud bogs for cars, so whatever. I might be from the South, but I'm not from that South. Uh, <laughs> we, can take a, we can bring a car that's good for mud bogging. Well, they got rid of the mud bog oh, because well, they didn't want to bring up skeletons out of the ground. I guess that's fair. So they got rid of it. It's just grass now. She said that she's haunted by a Native American man who carries a spear and has caressed her face before in her own home while lying on the couch. And that both her and her husband have seen this spirit. Like he saw the spirit before he passed. But the activity always seems to happen around his wife, and Jewel believes the spirit protects her from whatever lurks outside the land. And there's actually, like, a lot more, but I I felt like I had already written down so much. I was like, I'm going to talk forever if I keep going. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I guess that's our number one haunted amusement park, Lake Shawnee. Did you have anything to add? So I do have one more thing. Um, so Gaylord, I guess before he passed, um, he would say that sometimes this, the seat, um, like they had a swing or whatever there, mm -hmm. um, apparently the seat would start to move underneath your hand until you felt cold air blowing through the seat. And when you get to the middle, you feel something warm and they think that's her spirit, which was like the little girl in the ruffle dress. Oh. Um, also they say that they've seen her. Um, just, like, walking around the park with her dress covered in blood. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. No, I still think it's funny that the little girl's favorite place to hang out is on the swing and on his tractor. But it is kind of funny that they never found the tractor keys that they did, in fact, go missing. But, yeah, no, I thought that place was nuts. I would totally love to check it out, like, for myself because it looked so creepy. And, yeah, and what are the fucking odds we, like, decided to talk about the same? I know. Well, because I had been researching for three hours before I came across it. Like, I had just been reading all kinds of crap, most of which was just, like, people dying in horrific ways. But I was trying yeah. to find I was trying to find stories of hauntings and there's this like these YouTube videos of this woman. I'm not if you can get past the sound quality and the quality of the videos in general have a lot of interesting stories. It's a four part video, four different videos. Well, then you know there's a like a full full on like uh, documentary about it. There is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently there's one that's available. Um, well, that sure as fuck didn't come up when I was looking it up. I So I wrote down that it's on Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab, and it's also on Travel Channel's Most Terrifying Places. Oh, um, I thought those were, like, segments. I didn't know they were, like, they long are segments, movies. But I, I think there is a full-on documentary. I just forgot to write it down. So what is it? It's like you just drive cars through mud? Yeah, you go mudding. What is, is that, is it like car cars? Is it like trucks? Or is it no, like those, uh... It's supposed to be trucks. The bigger, the better. So there was one year when I was in high school for Valentine's Day. What are those, what are those little car things that aren't cars called? Like AVs? ATVs? ATVs, yes! Is it supposed to be ATVs? I'm, yeah, those will do. I mean... It's really anything that can traverse that kind of terrain, like that has the tires to do it, whether it be big cars or ATVs that don't weigh as much. For Valentine's Day, we didn't have dates. We decided to just take each other, and we had her little Toyota Camry. 
there's this area behind my house with a bunch of mud and we decided we were going to take her car her little Toyota Camry and go mudding and then it was she was like a goody two-shoes girl I had like convinced her to do this we're like five minutes into this having a fucking blast and her car gets stuck. Yeah. <laughs> she starts crying. It's like past midnight. I had to call my brother in the middle of the night. He had to wake up his infant son. Oh, my God. <laughs> and come out. Luckily, he only lived like a mile down the road. And he came out and used his giant ass truck to pull his her little tiny Camry out. And, of course, you know my mom. She just laughed the whole time. I think it was hysterical. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I Toyota Camry. I would not. Uh... Oh, a four-wheel. They're called four-wheels, right? You go four-wheeling? Well, it's ATV or four-wheelers. Yeah, dude. Okay. I got some four-wheeler stories for you. Those shits are so fucking fun. I rode one once in high school because my friend Taylor, she was really into the whole, like, country hick stuff. And so she would date a lot of guys like that. And whenever I'd hang out with her, she'd be like, we got ATVs. Get on the back. She didn't have an accent. So much fucking fun. She doesn't have an accent. I just threw that in there, but or at least like apparently in Hawaii, you can take an ATV tour of all the places that they film Jurassic Park. Oh, I really want to do that tour. So, um, did the New Orleans Six Flags come up on any of your lists? Uh, if they did, I didn't. I don't know if it's haunted, but it's definitely on a lot of lists of creepy abandoned amusement parks because it was abandoned due to Katrina. And it was only open for five years previous to Katrina, just flooding and fucking up everything. They filmed part of Jurassic World there, and they film a lot of movies at the abandoned Six Flags in New Orleans. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. It looks creepy as shit when you look at it but you know i mean i'd be down to check it out yeah for sure there's a lot of new orleans that's just really sad to look at like every time i drive into the city i always there's this bridge you're on it's like this really long bridge and if you look to the left and the right you just see all of the abandoned homes that never recovered from katrina and there's like a bunch of graffiti and it's just like so sad (laughs) yeah i mean i love that city like don't get me wrong but like i Part of me is like, I'd love to live there. It's really fun. I like it. It's cute, culture, whatever. And the other part of me is like, if there's another fucking hurricane, I'm fucked. A summer it's home. I'll get a can... I'll get a summer home there. <laughs> <laughs> that's <the> life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's actually all of my theme park stories. That's mine too. Sweet. So next week I wanted to do the sketchy small towns. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. Absolutely. Because that one I found that I sent you the little thing on is fucking nuts. And then Sammy found one she's really interested in. She found another one that she wanted us to talk about. So I'm excited. Is she going to join us? Yeah, I think she's going to join us. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Uh, It's been a while since we've had like a, a guest, quote unquote. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys again next week. Um, Again, you can always support our Patreon, Quorum the Macabre, or um, you can also visit our website, COTM Podcast, all of our social medias, all that good stuff. You know where to find it. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Music by freestockmusic.com. For blog posts showing visuals for each episode, you can find our blog at cotmpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support us and receive discounts and loyalty rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash macabre. We record every episode live Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash thetigerwizard. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast app or site, please let us know and we'll fix that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates on episodes, blog posts, and special events. And don't forget, keep it creepy.